Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Shaking and Crying for today, February 21st of 2019. I'm Rob Roberts. And I'm Arya Snark, but you can call me Victoria if you're nasty. Thanks for checking out our show dedicated to geek culture, pop culture, and me telling Jack Frost, if he doesn't stop nipping at my fucking nose, I'm going to press charges. What What is going on? What it is, is the apocalypse. What do you mean? Like it, it is the end of the world as we know it. It fucking snowed in LA today. <laughs> and cl- climate change isn't real. What did uh, our idiot in uh, in charge was like, can we turn global warming back on so we, California can heat up or whatever the fuck he said? I don't, I don't care. I think I blocked him on Twitter. Yeah, I still see shit though. But yeah, it, um. There's a, there's a great amount of satisfaction from blocking politicians you don't like on Twitter, even though you know they're never going to see it. That's I don't true. know. I just, I feel so validated. It feels so good. And sometimes I'll unblock them just to block them again. <laughs> when you need a good, like, feel good moment, you're like, oh, I'm going to unblock this yes. person. I haven't heard from them in a while. Never mind. I, block. I hate you. And you all think I'm joking. Like, I fucking did that with what's her name? Uh, Tommy Laren. I did that with her the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, because people were talking about her. I'm like, God, what? what is, God, what is she saying now? And like, you know, I shouldn't look. Like, I should know better than to look at certain things on Twitter. But I go and I look anyway, just, and then I get myself angry. And then I'm like, what a bitch. And I block her again. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Uh, there was a quote from True Blood um, that was like, I can't listen to politicians. It gives me seizures. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Fair. I agree. Honestly. And imagine how this uh, whole like presidential primary thing is going to go in the next couple of years, like, you know, cause I mean, literally it's going to be like 18 months of this where, you know, the Democrats have to choose the one true ring to rule them all out of this field, out of like 25 people that are running or whatever it ends up being. It's going to be kind of messy, I think, you know, and that's, I, I made this big old Facebook post about this the other day. Where we're just like, I'm already sick of the negativity. I'm already sick of the negativity. And like the minute like Bernie Sanders threw his hat, like, I don't mean to make this a political podcast, but I can't help it. I have feelings. It's so, fine, girl. I have opinions too. So the minute Bernie Sanders entered the race, I'm seeing all these tweets about like, fuck Bernie. And this is a Bernie hate account on Twitter and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, look, Bernie is not like, I don't, I don't know where I'm leaning right now. Like I kind of think I know where I'm leaning. And then I kind of like, but I like this. But the one thing I do know is that like, if Bernie wins the primary, I'm going to vote for him because I would vote for a dumpster before I'm going to vote for the person currently in the White House to go back in 2020. And actually, on a scale of 1 to 10, I like Bernie quite a bit. I like pretty much everybody. I mean, sure, they all have their flaws, but I like everybody kind of like at least a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just like, I just, I want one of them to win. So I need them all not to like, like not cut each other down. You know what I mean? Tell your cat to calm the fuck down. <laughs> okay, so I have a new microphone and it's like super sensitive and probably picks up the cat screaming in the it's other like, room. You Sorry. can hear me. You can hear me chomping on my gummy snakes. I can hear your damn cat. <laughs> he just, it's, he's already eaten. So I don't know what else I can do. I really don't. You're not paying attention to him. Anyway, everybody say hi to Mr. Smush. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I got on that political tangent, but it was No, Twitter. it's fine. I mean, that's, it's, you know, it's something that came out recently this week. And like, yeah, I love, I just, everybody I love behave yourself. I love Grandpa Bernie. I really do. I voted I for him in the primaries the first time. Um, I'm just afraid that he is too radical is what I'm afraid of right now. Yeah. I like, don't know. 
all the young people are like, fuck yeah, Bernie Sanders. But then like, be careful what you say, girl, because we'll get tweets. I know. I know. I love Bernie. Don't get me wrong. I, I yeah. will vote for Grandpa Bernie every over and over and over and over and over again. I am voting. Trying to look at this. I am voting. Yeah, I am voting for whoever wins this primary, period. Yeah, I don't care like, if it's fucking Hillary Clinton again. I will vote for her again. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want that to happen for the record. Neither I do, do I, but. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, I we all need to make a blood pact. Everybody that hates Cittolini needs to make a blood pact right now. It doesn't matter. And we're not, now is not the time to talk about third party and this stuff. Yeah. Because that's only going to be there to divide us. If yeah. you know, I not that I'm against third parties. I love the idea of a third party, but that that conversation has to start like you know a long time before. But that's yeah. that's my thought. Sorry for politics. Sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. But, Honestly, my ideal would be Joe Biden. To be real, to, to be frank, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden is who I'm hoping for. But there's a um, lot of people that don't want to see him either. You know, I know. I but know. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't want a lot of people. And it's like you yeah. have to just fucking make a decision. And like anything, yeah. it, literally a fucking mop with an upturned bucket for a head would be a better option than what we have right now you guys yeah no i got i hear you loud and clear exactly is that okay anyway back to our regular scheduled shenanigans because yeah sorry serious so i made a facebook post to say you need to all stop hating we need to lift each other up not tear each other down kumbaya blah 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 okay anyway and now back to victoria's rant about snow or whatever it's fucking snowing man (laughs) it's the end of the world we might not make it to 2020. This all could be moot. <laughs> so so do people know how to drive in the snow or what happens? Well, like I mean, okay. So nothing, I mean, it hasn't really stuck. And it, the, the snow happened in like the greater LA area. So my roommate works um, about 30-ish miles away from our apartment. Um, like on the way, like as you're driving, like up towards like Ventura and Oxnard, like up the 101. Okay. Um, so she text our group chat between me her and our friend like you guys it's fucking snowing complete with a video because like you have to you have to provide proof for that shit right um, i want to see i want to see the receipts yeah and like yeah so it's snowing in um in the greater la area uh it might not be snowing like where i live but um there was a article from the la times this morning um and they were saying that it could uh snow fell in malibu pasadena west hollywood northridge san bernardino thousand oaks and other unexpected places it's gonna it's gonna snow in west hollywood this is god this is god coming for the gays i know right it's like oh god the gays don't like the cold let's get them like that's basically (laughs) what (laughs) she she wants her gays back man god's a needy lady God is telling the gays to put some goddamn clothes back on. That's what it is. Bundle up. You need layers, you skank. You need Jesus and layers, bitch. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's supposed to be, it's supposed to snow, or, like, it did snow, um, but, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I just can't even believe that. Like, how the fuck, how the fuck is it snowing in L.A.? (laughs) So, so, but like not at your place, you haven't had to go out in it. You haven't had to drive in it. That would be my no. concern is that so people, like, it, people in LA generally don't know how to drive anyway. So I would worry about like the snow and people here aren't any better. Let's be real. Well, but it, I like, mean, it does not snow here, period. It's, it's been, um, it's been raining for like three weeks. Um, basically like last weekend was the first weekend where it wasn't just pouring. 
Um, so we've been getting better about learning to drive in this, in the, in the rain, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a little, little bit of powder. It's not like sticking and it's not like, you know, as soon as it hits the ground, it melts. But, um, the fact still that like fucking frozen water is coming from the sky. I'm like, this is it. This is, if anybody has watched uh community. Oh my God. Oh my God. Are you going to put on your costume? Are you going to put on your Elsa costume and go outside? And Bitch, I don't have, I'm not an Elsa cosplayer. I am an Anna Sorry. cosplayer. Get the it right. Other- Sorry, the other one. Are you going to put on the costume and go outside and sing? No, because it's in pieces right now. Oh, no. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, now so God's going, just playing pranks. I know. I'm going to so I'm going to Seattle again next month uh, for the um, same convention that I went to last year. And I wanted to make some upgrades to my Anna costume. So I have taken out the center panel and I'm completing the, or supposed to be completing the um, ribbon embroidery because I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm in the process of like fixing my shit so I can take it with me and have like a nice upgraded costume to take to this convention. Look um, at you putting in like hard work and effort. I know, right? I have to finish embroidering it and then I have to rhinestone it and get it dry cleaned. Are you so, still thinking about Dragon Con at some point? uh probably but it's not going to be this year it's going to have to be a non d23 year mm. uh so yeah so basically any even year because i go to d23 that's the disney convention um and oh, is, it the, is it the same weekend or something no but i just can't afford it's it's oh. super close because like, dragon con is when is it it's in august right labor it's labor day always labor oh, day. okay so basically uh d23 is like august 23rd or something like that and then that takes up all my money because it's the Disney convention and shut up and take my money. Yeah, I understand. So. But like, you definitely have to see drag because the cosplay at Dragon Con is off the fucking hook. Like, yeah. and I'm sure you already know that you've seen pictures. I'm sure. Yeah. I know I have a bunch of people who, who go and they know all about it and stuff like that. I really want to go, but there are a lot of like out of state conventions that I would love to go to, but I basically have to pick one a year yeah. and go. And like, I know people who live in Seattle. It's basically like, where do I know people? Like, yeah. where I can crash with them. So, like, my cousin lives in Atlanta, and I can crash with her. I have a friend who lives in New York, so I can go to, like, New York Comic Con if I want to. You know what I mean? Like, I have a friend close enough to Chicago where I can, like, stay with her and then just, like, metro in or something or whatever like, they have there. Girl, for Dragon Con, we, I, we've we had a – I've we have a room at the host hotel, and we're so, like, we're grandfathered in. We get it every year. So, it's like, we'll work something out, girl. We'll okay. Party. Yeah. Sexual yeah. favors for staying in a hotel room. Got it. Cool. Woo-hoo. Well, I'm you know, Bobby – Bobby Blackwolf's married, and so am I. But you know, we'll figure something out. Maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can make you turn tricks and get some money or something. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll sell macaron- macaroons or something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so I have my convention next month, and then two weeks after that is WonderCon. So I just have like convention after convention, and then I don't have anything for a little while uh, until DragCon. So I'm doing that. Yeah, I haven't looked at my entire year yet for what I'm doing. I know I'm doing Dragon Con for sure. I'm already on the professionals list again for this year's Dragon Con. That's like a must. Like, I know I'm doing that. Uh, so that's a for sure. And then uh, I'm doing a personal trip to Chicago, but that's not really for a convention. Bitch, but it's I'm like, from Chicago! Well, but it's like you said, you have friends there. It's like, I and I know, God, we know like multi- several people in Chicago at this point. And then we really want to do Toronto, but Alan just started a new job and my job situation, like, I don't want to get into it on a podcast, but like, I might get my PTO changed. So it might kind of screw me out of that, which would be depressing, but I'm going to still try to maybe make it happen in the fall. But they just announced, and this might be of uh, importance to you, 
They just announced that TwitchCon is going to be, it's not Halloween weekend for a change this year. They're doing it in September and it's in San Diego. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, I, I definitely want to do that, TwitchCon. So, TwitchCon, um, TwitchCon was, they did it last year, didn't they? Or the year? Yeah, they do it. They do it every year. It's like, it was in Long Beach one year because yeah. I had a friend come down for it. Yeah, they did it Long Beach one year. They did San Francisco one year. They did uh, San Jose. I think it was San Jose last year. So they kind of flip flop between Northern California and Southern California. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't do the Twitch. I don't know. I don't do that. It's fun. You should. There's a lot of interesting stuff on Twitch. Have you ever? Um, it's not just people playing video games anymore. Some people stream like, well, I mean, we do our podcast on there, but obviously Orange Launch Radio and all that's about video games. So it's kind of adjacent. But like people stream their D&D playthroughs oh, okay. on twitch yeah. um at don't you play D D with like a group of all nerdy girls i do so okay tell me there's not an audience for that all you have to do is hit each other with pillows once in a while you'd be, <laughs> like, you'd be raking in money um, i mean i think dude we don't it's you know how we play D D. like i show up in my pajamas with like handfuls <laughs> of snacks and i'm basically just sitting on the couch like the fucking couch troll holding like a bowl of potato chips just like okay i'm gonna roll for initiative now like how it, how is that different from any other party I've seen you at? <laughs> I mean, where's the lie, though? Where's the lie? As I'm getting older, I'm like, no, I don't want to go out. I just want to stay home and eat snacks. Yeah, That's I just, why I, I was so late for recording today, because I had to stop at Target to get more gummy snakes. Well, and they and they don't know what time we record, so it's fine. We're not late. We're we're actually here on the air, which we weren't for like nine months. So we're, you know, we're early in some ways. We were supposed to record at six. I got oh. home at 645. It it's not a big deal. It doesn't matter. But like, I love that I get the text right before it's time to go. And it's like, okay, I need 10 minutes because I just took my bra off and I need to get settled. <laughs> and I, mean, I just, knowing Victoria as long as I have, I know that's how it works. Door closes, one hand's up and the bra's out in 20 seconds. Sometimes the door's not even closed, honestly. Like, let's be real. <laughs> If Lena's not home, fucking skin to the wind. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> hell, even if she is home, I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, girls girls go to the bathroom together. I'm sure you've seen each other's boobies a time or two. It happens. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, like, you know, I gotta get comfortable before I do these things. Because if not, then it's a hellish one hour record. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Which, by the way, uh, it's great to be back. Um, you know, I know we don't have a ton of people that listen to us, so not a ton of people realized we were back. But I have gotten some nice messages, just like uh-huh. a little, like a tweet here and there, and uh, a nice, like, got some nice things on Facebook and so forth. So I think, uh, in general, people are, are glad we're back. And I got to say, I was even motivated when I listened to last week's show. I was like, God. My mic sounds like shit. I don't like this mic in the office. So I actually bought a new microphone, kind of for this, kind of for my Twitch streaming, because I do it in the same place. But the sick thing is, Victoria, that means I have like two recording places in my house. You're so weird. I know, right? Like, I feel like this is the type of thing that gets you on intervention. I don't know. I mean, probably. I have my little my stupid little microphone that I bought on Amazon and it's just me and my bed. So basically like when we record, I plug the microphone in when we leave, when we stop, I unplug it and throw it on the other side of the bed. You sound, you do sound great though. Like in this, I like this microphone a lot. It's just, it's really sensitive. So sorry if it's picking up a lot of the, like, as I drop my coffee cup on the table and things like that. And, and the mm-hmm. cat in the background. I so. mean, I think people are going to appreciate hearing the cat in the background. Cause Mr. Smush is adorable. I know. Why isn't he internet famous? I've been trying so hard. Like, I know you I, have. I feel like he has an Instagram account. 
um, which um, a cheap plug, Mr. Spelled out, M-I-S-T-E-R, Smush. Um, and I feel like, I feel like he should be internet famous and he's not. And it kind of bothers me. Like, it's like, you know, like, you know, when you know somebody like deserves something and they're not getting it, like Mr. Smush yeah. deserves internet infamy. He does. I also get very angry when people have the ability to sing and they don't use it. That makes like, me so mad. I'm like, what a waste. Wait, like people that can sing and don't? Yeah. Yeah. I know people that sing too much. I've known yeah. people in my life that like won't stop singing. And it's just like, okay, like as in theory, it's cute that like my entire life is a show tune. But in reality, I really don't want that. Like some some scenes need to be not unsung. Yeah, I mean, they said Lee Miz, bitch. We don't need to sing 90% of our dialogue. <laughs> um, but still, like it makes me super sad because I love I love musical theater. And if I could sing, I'm like that guy from fucking Pitch Perfect. And he's like, if I could sing even a lick, I would. But I can't. And I hate myself for it. Like, <laughs> I feel that so hard. Is that Ben Platt that plays that role? No. Okay, because you know no, Ben Platt. Ben Platt is the nerdy magic kid in who's Pitch Perfect, who's freaking adorable, and I've had a crush on him ever since I saw Pitch Perfect. And I'll let you know. Thank you very much. Since we went on our Broadway tangent on the last episode of this show, I ended up on one of those like internet black holes where basically I ended up on YouTube and I was watching all of this Broadway shit. Because it was like, oh, I'm going to go listen to the All I Really Want from Jagged Little Pill again. And, oh, there's something in my recommends about Dear Evan Hansen and all this stuff. And then come to find out, like, Ben Platt had just come out of the closet, like, the day before or something like that. Yeah. Like, I guess I guess one of those things where, like, it's like we've been new. Like, he was already out, like, when, since he was 12 or something, but, like, not publicly. Yeah. But, I guess he just did, like, a solo album he's promoting or something. And, like, the video, the music video he did is, like, two dudes. And oh, that's so awesome. I know, it's cool. And it's just, like, not only is he so beautiful, but he's so, like, like, oh, God, I just, I have the biggest crush on him. Aww. Uh, I never really got into Dear Evan Hansen. Like, it was, you know, it was one of those shows that everyone's like, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. And I listened to a couple songs from it, and I was just like, meh. I actually don't know much about the musical. I'd see it. Like, I've I've heard nothing but good things about it, so I'd see it. But, like, I just really like him. I've liked him since Pitch Perfect. And yeah. he had, like, a guest spot on Will and Grace. And, you know, you, you see it. He did have a guest spot on Will and Grace. I forgot. So did yeah. Matt Bomer. Matt Bomer's such a babe. Yeah. Oh, God. Agree. He's Strong 41. Agree. Did you know that? I'm 40. I'm a babe. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> but, like, but he's you can, you 41. Can you can be in your 40s and still a babe. That's hell the, yeah. The yeah. But no, I, I was looking him up for whatever reason. Oh, probably for my Harry Potter uh, erotica shit. And um, I was looking at. I was Wait a minute. Well, no, 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 no. Pause, pause. Why is Matt Bomer in your Harry Potter erotica? Because he used celebrities as like the faces for your characters. <laughs> so like I have, I have Aubrey Plaza and I have. Um, oh God, of course. Of course you do. I have Aubrey Plaza and I have the guy from Outlander and I have Margot Robbie and I'm in the process of like I'm in the process of writing a character with um l- using Luke Evans as the face. Please tell me that Matt Bomer is a Slytherin so I can see that. Snake. So I was gonna use Matt Bomer for this character that I'm doing right now, and he is gonna be a Death Eater and like crazy bad and like terrible and like a fucking terrible human being. But mm-hmm. his photos, like looking on like the fan sites and stuff, his photos he sm- he smiles too much, mm-hmm. so it didn't work for the character. So I had to he had to be recast. 
Oh, so, oh, I'm sorry, Matt Bomer. Come over. Like, I'll stop smiling you. so much and you can be used as a Death Eater. But, like, you smile too much. <laughs> so now I use Luke Evans because he has that good, like, creepy stalker vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Speaking of creepy stalker vibes, have you watched that show on Netflix? The, uh, have you watched You on Netflix? No, but I have friends that do girl. not shut up about it. I'm so behind on my Netflix, girl. Okay, so you know, I have been I need going to watch, on. I need to watch Haunting still. I need to watch Sabrina still. I, I need to that. watch, um, did you like Sabrina? I I've heard it's really that. good. Okay, I need to watch, everybody is telling me if I do not watch Russian Doll, they will disassociate with me. And I need to watch that too. That sounds right up my alley because I love Natasha Lyonne. I love I'm watching, her. I'm watching um, Umbrella Academy right now. If you have never seen, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh my God. You need to pause this podcast for 90 minutes and go watch that movie because like. It is a gay gem. It it, it is. Yes, it is. It is. Natasha Lyonne. RuPaul is in it. Mm -hmm. Um, What's her name? Uh, Clea Duvall. Clea Duvall. Oh yes. Oh God. So that movie is, and it's like John Waters inspired, but it's not like John Waters, like disgusting. Like it's, it's more like the, the hairspray and serial mom era. That's less like you know, gross, but That's anyway, divine eating dog shit. Like, it's, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I, I stand that John waters too, but I digress. So my point is Russian doll, but it's, it's not only Natasha Leone, Amy Poehler produced it. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Right. And then apparently it's just like a brilliant show, but everybody says like, you have to get through like three episodes. It's one of those shows where like you have to get through to three start. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then it gets um, really good. So I've been going on and on and on about you for like two or three years at this point because i read the book i know i read the internet forums and i see all the trash you write about me i do i write so much garbage about you i'm like i fucking oh, hate rob he's such a oh the, show. Oh, the- <laughs> oh. oh the show the, the show, show you, you idiot yes um but uh i read the book and i've been like you guys if you like weird creepy shit like you need to read this book you need to read this book and then they made the show and the show was on lifetime and i was like fuck yes that's so right because it for was those on lifetime for those that missed the first 13 episodes of Shaking and Crying, uh, you have an obsession with serial killers. I do. And you've been, you're, you are one of those people where like Netflix put out that tweet that is like, y'all need to stop like crushing on Ted Bundy because it's disgusting. That was, that was Victoria that that tweet was aimed at. I don't crush on Ted Bundy though. I don't think he's attractive. Who do you crush on? Uh, as far as serial killers go? Yeah. Uh, I mean... If I was going to say one that was most attractive, it'd probably be Richard Ramirez. But he okay. also had, he was notoriously had really bad breath. So mm. like that, you know, and the fact that he's a crazy Satanist, like Satanist rapist murderer dude. I mean, that's still really bad too, but also the bad breath thing. But he's um, cute. Yeah. But like, if you like weird, like creepy, just like stalker, crazy shit, watch you. Also, speaking of crazy shit on Netflix, I fucking watched Abducted in Plain Sight. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is the most insane shit I have ever seen in my fucking life, and I have seen some shit. (laughs) Is that about human trafficking or something? No, it's about this, like, like... it's about this little girl who gets kidnapped by a family friend. Oh, it's fiction. It's not... No, it's, it's, it's actually happened. Oh, shit. In the 70s. Yeah. So she got abducted by this guy um, who was uh, a member of their church. So they lived in a small town in Idaho. Mormons. Okay. Fucking Mormons, man. Um, And 
so this guy started and he became really obsessed with this little girl and like just kept like coming over to say hi and like everything you know, always wanting to see her and do all these things with her and then one day he's like oh hey i want to take jan out on a horseback riding trip can she go and the mom was like mm, you're weird but mm, i guess so that's fine he fucking kid he kidnaps her right and so wow. way to spoil she, the whole plot i'm just kidding oh whatever <laughs> um it's called abducted in plain sight bitch um he fucking <laughs> he fucking kidnaps her okay and then like he um like the mom like the, the parents are like oh well it's the end of the day and she's not back that's weird and then it's the end of the next day and she's still not back and they still haven't called the fucking police she's gone for five fucking days before these dumbass people call the fucking police on this man wow that's um yeah that's... they find her like fucking weeks later in Mazatlan with him in Mexico in this fucking motorhome and then there's this whole thing about aliens and like it's insane you need to watch this shit because like okay, I'll add it to the queue of girl, the 5,000 other things I have to watch it's it's an hour and a half it's a it's a documentary film so it's only an hour and a half so sit oh, down that's that's get that you get you a glass of Frivolo and I can't I get Bitch, I get it in a can. Okay, I, I get, get you, my get you a can below and buckle <laughs> the fuck up because this shit is insane. All right. Insane. I'll try to do it before the next episode because this this last weekend of mine was really crazy. I was hosting back-to-back Friday and Saturday night, but this weekend is a little more, like, relaxed. Good. Good. So cuddle up with the cat and Alan and watch this shit. Because it's fucking insane. And I will ask you about it when <laughs> there will there will next. be there will be a test. There will be a test. And if you do not get at least 80%, the <laughs> fucking podcast is canceled. <laughs> no, don't do that to our <laughs> listeners. Our listener. <laughs> I think um, I'm sick. Yeah, well that's that you deserve that for your attitude. Um you know what? I was I was just oh Netflix. I still have to finish Queer Eye. That's what a bad gay I am. I still haven't watched Queer Eye. But in the case of Queer Eye, I don't know if, like, you have this, but I have, like, a designated friend that I'm not able to watch Queer Eye without said friend because we have the agreement that we're going to watch it and cry together. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Because, like, I just, I cry at everything. And I cry, like, Queer Eye makes me cry. It's so, like, the end of every episode, it's like, they got their lives together. It's so happy. I just want to be friends with Jonathan. Uh, get in line like all of america does i've been wanting to be friends i've been wanting to be friends with him since he was tubby and doing fucking the gay of thrones on funny or die okay like not that i should be plugging other people's podcasts but he has a podcast it's pretty cool oh i love him so much yeah so you know tan tan is married to a mormon guy i thought i yeah i think i heard that somewhere yeah good for you guys active active still or like reform or something i don't know i just remember seeing that he was mormon hmm interesting yeah All right. anyway um let's see what else have i seen around the facebooks lately um, um the uh oh. the, the, the cruise that i'm taking next year that i haven't bought tickets yet okay yes i want to i want to hear about this so okay. i think everybody's probably seen this our, our listenership has probably heard of this already but because most of the listeners are our friends yes but so I saw this, a uh, friend shared this, and the headline is Gray Hair on the Deep Blue, a Golden Girls Cruise of the Car- of the Caribbean is coming. And I was like, Welp, I guess I'm fucking taking a cruise next year. Did you even um, did you even read the details? About, oh, I like, did. I did read the details okay. because holy how, shit! How is it a Golden Girls Golden Girls cruise though? Because all the celebrities are like dead except for Betty White, but they're not going to be able to get. She's 
Betty, we haven't seen Betty White in a little while. She's probably in a home. Like, I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but like, you know, Betty White is very, very old. So she's probably, there's probably a reason the public isn't seeing her right now. Okay. So so from per the, per the article that I found, uh, it says more than simply a get together for fans of the show. The Golden Girls cruise has a ton of programming. You surely won't find on any other cruise ship. Events like the Rusty Anchor Karaoke Party, a Golden Girls costume contest and dinner, and a one night in St. Olaf dance party. <laughs> so it's just it's just like a theme thing. It's just like yeah. Just, so it's like okay, because you know they do cruises about all sorts of crazy topics. Like there's like an '80s cruise you could go yeah. on, and everything is '80s themed. And I'm sure they get bands that you know don't play big shows anymore from the '80s that will go on this cruise and do that, and. I'm sure you guys have heard about this on my Facebook um, or one of the other shows at the Voice of Geeks Network. Uh, Grandpa, our pal Grandpa over at Starboard Power Coupling, like finally convinced Alan and I to do the Star Trek cruise next year. Oh, he's been trying to get me to do that. It It is happening. We are doing it. Like we are, we are booked and ready to go. Like, and uh, Alan already got the time from his new job and I'm working on it because I can't do it more than a year in advance, but there's no reason why I should be able to do it. And so that's happening. But on the Star Trek cruise, there's going to be a lot of celebrities from the show. Um, it sounds like it's, it basically sounds like a Star Trek convention on a boat. It's what, it's a Star Trek convention on a boat and they're going to try to charge you for every little thing. I'm sure but that's part of the charm. Um, but I think they're doing like a Voyager reunion. Cause I know the big, the big thing is that they have Kate Mulgrew. Now that mm. or, well, now that Orange is the New Black is done, she's kind of available to do these things. So yeah. they have her, and they have pretty much all the rest of the Voyager cast, except a couple of the people. They don't have Jerry Ryan yet. I, I imagine they're working on it. Um, but that, yeah, that'll be cool because, um, yeah, I like. I'm, I don't like know the intimate details of that show like those boys over at Starboard Power Coupling. I'm more like a dirty, filthy casual. But like at the end of the day, it's a cruise, and it's a nerd cruise. Like it's gonna be awesome. So I'm excited. So- uh, more about the Golden Girls, Girls Golden Girls Cruise, excuse me. When um, is it? Is it, it the is, same? It's February next year. Oh, it's it's before the Star Trek Cruise. Star Trek Cruise is the first week of March. Oh, I thought it was. In, I thought that was usually in January. It is the the ah. it, it, it being later next year is another reason why I can do it. Mm, got it. So yeah. it says um, we're going to begin with a caftan and cheesecake sail away party. <laughs> While in port in Key West, we will have a Golden Girls bar crawl. During Days at Sea, we will have Golden Girls trivia. The questions will stump even the smartest fan. Sophia's Craft Corner, Golden Girls Bingo, Rusty Anchor Karaoke, the One Night in St. Olaf Dance Party, including a game of Rose's Uglin Flugel, uh, a St. Olaf game of tag, and much, much more. We will also host a costume contest and a costume dinner. You haven't really lived until you've seen two to 300 people dress up like the Golden Girls eating a formal dinner at sea. I, I I do I think the preposterousness of it all would be would be totally worth it. Like it's like it, it just sounds like a party planner gone wild. But like yeah. I, I I do love it. Like you I want to go so bad. It says I, cabin on the cruise when you got a thousand dollars a person. I can't afford that, but I still want to go. So if anybody would like to uh you know Venmo me some money, that'd be great. <laughs> Believe in your dreams, girl. You never know what might happen. <laughs> You want to go to Vegas? I'm I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm I, I actually am going to Vegas in like two weeks. So maybe well, I'll if you hit win it big. big. Buy me a ticket on the Golden. You Girl. got it. I'll buy us a ticket on the Golden. Girl. I'll Hell go on two, yeah, bitch! I'll go on two cruises next year if I win big. Fancy pants. <laughs> yeah, I'm finally. Um, 
also our pal Melody. I don't know if she still listens, but shout out if she's listening. Uh, for my birthday last year, got tickets for Gwen Stefani. Oh, cool. Gaga hadn't announced yet. Or it probably would. Gaga hadn't announced the residency yet. We're thinking about going in October. So for my birthday. So I'll keep Um, you Um, Where was my invite? Where was my wax seal? Where was my uh, formal invitation? Bitch, it ain't ain't confirmed yet. Once it's confirmed, I was going to invite you. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. give attitude, get attitude. You see how it is? So anyway, I'm going to see Gwen Stefani in a couple weeks. So that should be exciting. Fun. Which there might not be a show that week or it might be a different day. Because we're we're doing we're, we're flying on a Thursday and coming back on a Saturday because it makes the flying cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, and and we're gonna eat at the Hell's Kitchen restaurant. That oh. make, that's yeah, that's exciting too, because I l- fucking love food. Yeah, of course you do. I do. I do. I don't give a fuck. Like, even though I saw pictures of my hosting on Friday and I was like, Wow, I look fat. Like, I, I was like, but damn, the food I've been eating lately is like really good. And so we are going to go eat at the Hell's Kitchen restaurant, which is, of course, based off the TV show. And I'm sure it's just a tourist trap, but I don't give a fuck. It'll be fun. And I'll get to have risotto and it'll be great. I love risotto. I know. I know. And it's the quintessential Hell's Kitchen dish. It is. So. And mm-hmm. Beef Wellington. Absolutely. Yeah, um, Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about Drag Race, even though I have a show all about Drag Race that I co-host. No, it's fine. We can, we can, you know, bleed over. Well, it's fine. I th- well, I think this isn't necessarily just like about the show itself, but maybe like the cultural impact and so uh-huh. forth, if that makes sense. Because yeah. like, obviously I'm sure, so spoiler warning, but it's been, I would say you get 72 hours on a show yeah. like Drag Race. Either you're- I mean, like in our, in our Drag Race group on Facebook, you have, we have until- uh, it's like you get a full day and then like the like two days after the debut of the show you can watch it so you know or you can post about it so like drag race airs on a friday sunday is free game you've okay. been warned so yeah um which i probably need to rejoin that group because i heard some changes were made that would make it okay for me to join again anyway um <laughs> i won't say nothing about that though uh, but the, uh, drag race finale happened. And, uh, if you hadn't heard by now, it was a tie. It edited a tie. So two people won the show. RuPaul wanted to relive her two Wong Fu moment. Which, yes, which a lot she of people announced the tie. Yeah. Her cameo was that in that movie. Um, but a lot yeah. of people, what? Well, that was a oh. fun little bit of a uh, technical difficulty. Sorry about yeah. that, you guys. Yeah, we had a little hiccup. So I was trying to talk about Drag Race, and I had mentioned that the Drag Race result was a tie, and it left a lot of people pressed because a lot of people have some very strong feelings about Drag Race. Like, Drag Race is in some ways become, like, the Super Bowl. Like, I know they say the Oscars is supposed to be the Super Bowl for, like, gays and women, but, like, the Oscars, I don't know about you, but I think the Oscars have kind of, like, gone downhill, but I... Then again, I haven't really watched the Oscars in a long time because I'm like doing other stuff on Sunday nights. Yeah. But like, especially this year, there's no host because there was all that fuckery and I'm just going to leave it at that. And then now they're, they've got these categories that they're not even going to award during the actual show. Like you heard I about this. I think they whole- changed their mind. They're, they're going to, they're going to do it now on the, oh, did, it now. did they bow it to the pressure? That's, that's interesting. Yeah, they did. Oh, wow. Complaining works y'all. But anyway, so I would argue that RuPaul's Drag Race has taken the place of the Super Bowl for a lot of women and gays, because, and some straight people too. Like, I don't mean to be exclusive, but you know how it works. Um, 
So like, you know, people get behind their favorite team and they get very passionate. And when the refs make a bad call, everybody cyber bullies them on Twitter, which you shouldn't do, but they do it anyway. So like people get all up in their feelings about Drag Race as though some people were very, very heated about this whole thing being a tie. And there's the whole like, I'm sh- I'm sure you've seen this. I'm just repeating things that I've seen online, but people are saying that the only reason that Monet was crowned was because RuPaul had all that pressure about all the winners of All-Stars being blonde white girls. That's what and I so, thought. And so that there was pressure. I'm surprised though, because you're a Monet fan. What I know. Been- no, I love Monet. I have been a Monet fan since fucking the second she stepped into that workroom and mm-hmm. that sponge dress gives me life. But mm-hmm. like- Honestly, you know, I think Monet did a wonderful job, but I don't, and I don't like Trinity at all. I don't, I don't think she's funny. I don't think like she's, I don't think plastic surgery is a talent. I don't care. Like, don't at me on this. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't care for Trinity very much. Um, but, um, you know, I love Monet. I really do. And I really wanted it to be, um, Monet and Monique in the top because I love both of them so much. Uh, I but, love Monique so much. That was my biggest problem is that it was the wrong two. I was rooting for Monique and Naomi. Believe it or not, I wanted Naomi to win. I really did. I think yeah. she's. I think her, the she was so like everybody says her track record, her track record, but she was so underserved by the judging panel. She yeah. should have won Snatch Game. She should have won. There was one other challenge she should have won, and like so, I kind of feel like eh, it's not fair to talk about her track record. You know? Yeah. Um, but. I mean, the whole drag race fandom can just be so incredibly yes. toxic. Yes. And I actually, so, okay. So you know that there's that whole thing out there. I actually think the opposite happened. I actually think the show planned to crown Monet. I think um, because she did probably do the best in that last challenge. And by the way, as far as track records go, if you count that Monet won the last episode, then she really did win as many as Trinity did. Yeah. But I mean, that's up to interpretation, I suppose. But I ar- would argue that I think Monet was actually going to be the one to win. Um, but when they saw all the social media stuff, like I guess more people on social media were actually voting for Trinity based on the track record or whatever it was that they were rooting for Trinity. I'm not the biggest, I mean, like I'm never going to root against a drag race girl, except for Serena Cha-Cha. Otherwise I'm <laughs> never going to, I'm not going to root against a drag race girl. But, and Roxy Andrews. No, I, I even like Roxy Andrews, but I think she's fucking talented as hell. But, uh, and l- love it or hate it, her verse in Read You Wrote You is the most iconic. I always skip it. My name is Roxy Andrews and I'm here to make it clear. So yeah, anyway. as, soon as, as soon as Koch is done, I'm like, and we're hitting skip. Like <laughs> You need to get the version of the song that just has her cut out. But I think it's iconic. But anyway, um back to uh uh trinity so but i just i think i'm just not into the pageant queen stuff as much and i know she was trying to diversify herself and all that stuff and she did definitely prove herself as a great host in that um club 96 episode which you know again was the most iconic thing club um 96. club 96 um but uh yeah she just i just wasn't really rooting for her to win i wanted monique to win and she yeah. didn't and that made me mad but, well, not I mean, like, I, but not like actually mad. I'm just like, whatever, it's a show. I'm not, yeah. It doesn't... And I mean, like, I love Monet. I love Monet so fucking much. Like, yeah. I think she is so genuine and so sweet. Like, when, I don't think we did the show after DragCon last tell, year. Tell us about the time you met her. I'm going to. Uh, so I made a sponge dress for DragCon last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
uh, I kind of made my own version of it. Like I took little bits from hers and like made it my own. Um, and here's the tea. A lot of people were telling me that they like my dress better than Monet's, but you know, that's wow. That, that other Queens were telling me that like fucking Yuhua Hamasaki was like, girl, this dress knocks Monet's out of the water. And I was like, yes, bitch. Thank you. <laughs> um, but like, I was walking to go have lunch and her booth was positioned uh, towards the edge of the room near the food trucks. And so I was going out to go get lunch with, um, with our friend Jamie and, and her friend James, and we were going to go, you know, sit at the food trucks and whatever. And Monet was just about to leave to go do a panel. And she saw me uh, walking toward her and she was, she saw me and she just stopped dead in her tracks and was like, go! We was like, come through, sponge dress! Yes, girl! And she came over and gave me a huge hug. And she was like, are you going to come see me later? And I said, girl, yes, of course I'm going to come see you later. I didn't wear this for nothing. <laughs> um, and she was like, okay, come see me. And then, like, I got to meet her, um, the 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 guy she made over in that episode, because that's her, that's her assistant, right? Oh, so we uh, went Pat, over. Patty. Patty yeah. was his name, yeah. Yeah. So we went over, and, um, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I'm here to meet, you know, Monet. And he's like, okay, yeah. He's like, just come around and stand in the back. So I didn't have to wait in the line. I didn't have to pay money to meet her. Like everybody else did, like had to buy merch and stuff. But like, we got to like cut in front of the line and like, we got like at least a good 10, 15 minutes with Monet. Oh, wow. Because she was just, um, you know, she was just so, so amazing and just so sweet. And like, we just sat and talked and I was just like, girl, I love you so much. And you're amazing. And I think you're a wonderful performer and all these things. And she, we were just having such a wonderful conversation. So like, you know, Monet as a person is so incredibly sweet and I'm, and I'm sure Trinity is as well. And like, I, I don't want to make, you know, snap judgments just because I don't like the person that she, like that they, that she portrays on television because I mean, it's very right. different, you know, on TV and real life and all that. But right. like, you know, I was just, I wanted Monet to win and I'm so glad she was one of the winners, but I'm so bummed she has to share the title. Yeah. You know, I feel like it should be, you know, I feel like Rue was just like, okay, we're going to switch it up one more time. And it's like, here's a stupid thing. And it was so badly edited. It was so, yeah. like it, it, for whatever reason, they decided to do it at the last minute, whatever. But yeah. And then it, it just kind of has me, like, I got to admit, like, I'm really kind of like worn out on Drag Race. Like, I even told my co-host over on Reading is Fundamental I was like, I don't know if I have it in me to do season 11. I really don't. Like, but because I'm all about new drag stars and discovering people and the talent, like, I'm going to just try to suck it up. And then when they put out that trailer with all the guest judges and Tiffany Pollard was in it, my interest got renewed immediately because I stand Tiffany Pollard. I love her. Um, which, I by just... the way, she was fucking here in Sacramento Friday night. I couldn't go because I was hosting a show somewhere else. The things, mm. the the pain I suffer for my art. I know you do. Yeah. But like, I am tired of queens who are fresh off their seasons getting put into all-stars. Mm. Well, I'm sick of all-stars, honestly. Like, it, it, it needs to take a break. I really do not want them to bring it back next year, but I feel like yeah. they're going to anyway. I mean, they're yeah, anyway. they're going to because it's a cash cow. It's like yeah. Disney, it's like Disney with Frozen. They're going to keep doing it. It's a cash cow. Yeah. Um, but. I just, I wish that they would go and grab some of the queens from, like, the previous, like, the earlier seasons. Like, you know, have them, have there be, like, a fucking, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There has to be, like, a waiting period before you can go on to All-Stars. <laughs> 
you know, because like Monet and Monique were fresh off their seasons, right? When, but, when, this- but for Monique, it worked out so well, especially like it might like nothing against Monet. I love Monet, but Monique especially because Monique only made it like halfway through the season, yeah. and like she now, now she had a little coin. She like really turned it out with her looks, and I just love her personality. Like if Monique does not like get a hosting gig or something there is no justice in this world oh yeah no absolutely and i'm very you know I'm, i think it's wonderful what the show is able to do for um for the, these girls careers but also my other problem with drag race that i have right now is i'm sick of all the already established drag families getting faces mm. on the show we have mm. what i think there's like three davenports on this new season right i mean they could very well be different you know different davenports and all that it could be very you know we don't know they're like, they're they're mormon and they have a lot of branches yeah yeah but it's like you know we have uh we have a, a couple of o'hara's we have a davenport we have a montrese it's like okay and that's wonderful but you girls already have a, a leg up on the rest of the, the rest of the queens out there because you come from a quote-unquote famous drag family mm-hmm. like you know i follow so many queens on instagram and like one of them was that Eva Destruction was uh, who I follow, and she was saying like, "Well, I'm not doing this anymore because I've been trying for ten years and nothing." And it's like I feel I feel for queens like that because like she wants to break in and she wants to like show the world what she can do, but you know the girls who come from the famous drag families, the famous famous drag race drag families, you know, are getting are getting in. I hope she doesn't stop though. I hope, I hope no. I hope trying. she doesn't. And I really hope she continues. And like Eva Destruction, you're probably not listening to this, but on the very, very slim chance that you are, I think you're incredible, and I think you should continue because your drag. I love seeing it on Instagram. And, I love it. And this is also a good tangent for the whole support your local queens thing. Is that you know going to see any drag show, um, even if there's not a RuPaul girl name attached to it. You know, there's a lot of talent out there. You just, you know, and a lot of ideas. It's what, you know, it's really what it is. You see a lot of ideas, really like interesting ideas with fashion and things like that. And now yeah. that I'm like, you know, doing more of the hosting and stuff and actually getting to work with some, cause you know, the variety show I do is primarily burlesque, but they do some drag acts too, both King and Queen and all that. Um, and you know, it's, it's been really cool to like work with them and you, you see some neat stuff that you wouldn't. And stuff that you wouldn't see on RuPaul's Drag Race because it's not safe for television, and that's well. Part it's of just the fun. like it's just like with um, Manila's uh, Manila's pa- uh, period pad dress that she wanted oh, yeah, to wear, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know they were like, "No, you can't wear that." So she had to go with the the whole you know gimp bunny girl or whatever she wore. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like there are a lot of things that does that do get censored on Drag Race because it is national television. Like, yeah, okay, it's it's national queer television, but it's still national television and there are still things they have to you know adhere to it's not like they're on logo anymore where they can kind of push the envelope a little bit they're on vh1 that's basic cable right um and speaking of manila real quick because it's weird that we've talked about all stars this she hasn't come up yet um because obviously that was the other big controversy as the season of was her getting eliminated but i do not fault naomi for that at all no Naomi was playing the game she was playing the game is that the producers put her in the bottom too if you want to be mad at anybody be mad at the producers um, but the thing about Manila, she's going to be A-OK because she knows how to play the game. She knows the game does not start until the show is on the air. Uh, and that and that goes for the winners. That goes for everybody that's been on the show. You know, like, it's not about whether you win or lose a show like that. It's what you do with the exposure. And the best example of this is probably season seven. Because oh, you yeah. have 
Violet Chachki won the show. Well, overall, the season was really negatively received by fans because the there were there were too many group challenges, too many lame acting challenges and things. And you know, Violet and like Chachki they, and and even the even the lip sync for your life songs weren't that good. Like they it was like they lost mm-hmm. a lot of their um their licensing. Right. And uh, Violet Trotsky won and nothing against her. She was a fierce queen. She delivers great looks, but she didn't, if you kind of feel like the things that she's used her, her win to do have not been very visible. Like, I guess she's had, at least for us, like she's, I, I know she's had some fashion magazine spreads and I'm sure she's like traveling the world and stuff. And that's great. But you really look at like, who's conquering the fucking planet right now. It's Trixie Mattel and Katya because of their, you know, they, they went and they started that YouTube show. They, Katya started a podcast. They, they toured their ass off going to all these different places. And they're, they're, you know, now Trixie and Katya are probably two of the most recognizable queens that have ever been on the show. Yeah. For, so for, and they were on the weakest season of the show. Yeah. And like, they were both kind of, well, not Katya, but Trixie was eliminated, you know, pretty early, yeah. really early. And then she was brought back and eliminated again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look what she's been able to do. And it's like, yeah, okay, she won All-Stars last season, but... Um, but even then, it was kind of with an asterisk. Yeah, you know, like, she was... Her it was win like a... Was, yeah, it was like it was the better of the two, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, her win was tainted twice. Her win was tainted by Ben De La Creme leaving, and then it was tainted again by that stupid jury twist. You yeah. Know? So it was like, she won, but, you know, and I love Tracy Mattel, but it does have an... And even I think Trixie recognized that to an extent has a little asterisk yeah. by it but yeah. anyway wow so lots like, of drag at, race yeah i know, I know. Well, we love drag race but it's like know. you know again, again like look at queens like shangela who look what she's been able to do yeah oh for sure for sure so it's all about how and you she, use it yeah shangela and willem have been in an oscar nominated motion picture and their part was so good you guys yeah like, but that of course we're talking about i'm wearing my jackson one. titties right now <laughs> all right uh oh, star is born is so good that's enough drag race tangent uh, are you gonna watch the oscars this weekend probably not yeah me neither i just don't, I don't care i well, i want to see the performance of shallow because that song yes. it, like every time gaga performs that song it's so good like that is just such a good song like uh but and you know they're gonna do it on the oscars and it, it if it doesn't win the song oscar giving gaga her oscar because i don't think she'll win best actress i think no um, i don't think she will either i think, no. I think it's gonna go to glenn close yeah glenn close is getting that um oh god what was her name on the soap opera that got nominated susan like lucci. susan lucci yes. i almost said erica kane and i'm like no that's the part so anyway yeah susan lucci got nominated what like 25 times before she finally yeah. won i think it was, it was actually like 18 or 19 but anyway uh yeah i think glenn close is gonna get the susan lucci kind of like they they want to give it the leonardo dicaprio award yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, but I'm not watching because I do another podcast nights. So yeah, I just I don't I don't care enough. I also don't have cable, um, yeah. so I'm sure I'll watch um, the performances. That's the part that I like the most is seeing the performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like the last few times I've seen like I've managed to see the Oscars. It's because I was at a restaurant and they were on TV. So like I'm not super into the Oscars anyway. So. I hear ya. I hear ya. I guess that's our one thing where we we buck the trend. I'll just of... be glad when the, when it's fucking over and Hollywood can go back to normal because I work in Hollywood and oh, it is God. a pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass trying to get anywhere near there. And especially since like one of our offices is kind of near like the TCL Chinese Theater and like mm-hmm. the whole the Kodak Theater where all that shit is. Um it's near there and it's a pain in the ass because there's street closures because they're building all the stupid like 
fucking structures so they can do their recording on the red carpet and all that bullshit. It's just, yeah. ugh. It's like yeah. award shows are great and everything for when you don't live in L.A. <laughs> in L.A., it's a fucking nightmare because it's like, fuck, the Golden Globes are this weekend. I can't go anywhere near wherever the fuck they film the Golden Globes. Well, luckily, um, it's it's Sunday, so it's not like you have to work on a Sunday, but still. Yeah, still. It's just like, try, it's even like the couple like, the days leading up to it. So like, if you have to go over to that part of town for whatever fucking reason, Don't. you know, it's a pain in the ass. Like, you, you have to either go away before or wait until afterwards. It's a pain. Yeah. Fucking L.A. Well, I guess uh, this is it. I don't know. We didn't have any other topics that we want to talk about. Um, any quickly, like, what are you going to do this weekend? Any exciting things planned? Anything? I think my friend and I are going to go to Disneyland in the morning on Saturday. And then after that, I have to come home and sew. I'm so jealous. You could just, like, get out of bed and be like, I want to go to Disneyland today. And then you get to go. Yeah, my friend texted me earlier. She said, you want to go to Disneyland on Saturday? Because we normally, like get together and do errands and i call it side piece saturday because she's married and so i take her out and do all these things and i'm like i'm like your side piece um so yeah our side piece saturday is gonna be um it's gonna be spent at disneyland but awkward her husband's gonna come so it's gonna be like oh you're on a date with your with your two your two pieces oh and you get to be the baby yeah the third wheel that's always fun um also i went to disneyland yesterday Mm -hmm. for like three hours and I don't understand how people go to Disneyland with children because <laughs> I was there for three hours with my friend and her two grandkids and I wanted to fucking kill myself. <laughs> it was the worst. Not to like, be dramatic or anything, but I, I don't under I don't understand it. I don't like I was so exhausted after like an hour. I'm just like, how do people do this regularly with multiple children? Oh my god. You to real MVPs. Because mm-hmm. we were in line for Dumbo, and I was like, this is my hell. <laughs> this is my actual hell. Um, yeah, so kids are no bueno, man. Well, Disneyland will be uh, Disneyland will be fun. I wish I could do that this weekend. So sa- Saturday, not to be, like, depressing, but Saturday would have been Mom's birthday. So, oh. yeah, it's it's that weekend. So, uh, yeah, we're going yeah, to go out to lunch or something. Go, out to go, go take Dad out, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be nice, but um, otherwise, otherwise, I'm just taking it easy this weekend because I really put you know last weekend we had a sold out Rocky show, so it was just like and it was great, but it's just like energy, you know. Yeah. And then Friday was also a busy show, so it's just like a lot of energy. So I'm ready to just be a vegetable for a few days. It'll be oh, fun. That's good. Yeah. yeah, it'll be good. So I think uh, that's it. I do want to just quick quickly give a shout out because uh, I did see a few tweets uh, at the shaking crying account, but most of it was just like not nothing for like questions for the show or anything or, or feedback, just kind of like people saying yay to the um, show coming back. So thank you so, so much for the positivity. It's very motivating. Uh, and if you do want to send us uh, some tweets, you can always follow us at shaking crying. Uh, and then of course you can leave comments at uh, shakingandcrying.com. We'll take you right over to Vogue network where this uh, show airs as well as a part of that. And uh, you can leave comments on the episodes there. And did you get the Instagram account back? No, I forgot the password. <laughs> Good job. So, so Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to make a new Instagram account because I don't remember the password. Maybe if I can get into the email, maybe we can reset it. Yeah, because I think I used that email to sign up for it. So we figure okay. out what the fuck our email address was. We listen to old old episodes. Yes. If we listen to old episodes. We say the email address in there all the time. So- I think it's actually, I think it's actually, I think it was in the show description that I copy pasted. So I think it's like shaking and crying podcast at Gmail. So I'll, okay. uh, I'll try to get in. It, yeah, it let be- me know. And that way I can like reactivate the Instagram account. I'm sorry, you guys, we were not prepared. 
<laughs> Someone didn't do her homework. No, it's fine. It's fine. I usually copy off the smarter kids, but this time it's you. <laughs> what the fuck am I? I should just copy off the wall. Jesus. I bitch. All right, that's uh, that's gonna do it for another episode. Yeah. So, um, we'll see you next time, everybody. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.